0: Corruption, it's perversion masquerading under the guise of renewal.
1: Today's
2: it degenerated into a social club for bored millionaires and celebrities who use its meetings as an excuse to indulge their jaded sexual
1: appetites. Mom, do you really want to go in another hotel for
2: the winter? Sure I do. It'll be lots of fun. What have you done to it?
1: What have you done to his eyes?
2: He has his father's eyes.
0: Uncensored Cinephiles fans Hi And this is a review of the movie we've just seen The Sound of Freedom
2: Mm, People might have heard about this movie
0: Yeah it's uh, been quite a controversial film since it's been launched I would say
2: Yes and where do we even begin with the controversies because it's uh, it's maddening really
0: well, I think the most maddening part of the controversy is a lot of the people discussing the controversy have not seen the film yet.
2: Yes, and that's, right? I I try not to pass judgment on films that I haven't seen. Um, certain films that you know aren't going to be great, and you can sort of like, like for example, I haven't seen the Flash movie, or the new Indiana Jones movie, but. I know that they don't really have uh, like a you know like the same themes and uh, they're not really discussing the same issues as Sound of Freedom does. Yeah. Um, so and I feel, they're
0: certainly not getting the same type no. of criticism. Like people aren't no. associating things with Indiana Jones that are not in the Indiana Jones movie.
2: Right, and right. I, right. I think it's like I'm not trying to. <clears throat> i'm not going off and saying that this is including indiana jones and then just saying oh well that's what i heard you know and that's what i read elsewhere and stuff yeah and some of the the crazy claims that people are making about sound of freedom are just so like baffling i just don't understand like where they're getting their information from who's
0: yeah
2: you know so um
0: well i think it's talking points like all right so for sound of freedom i think what's going on is at first you know the powers that shouldn't be whatever you want to call them they didn't want this movie to be seen so they used their control over the different uh large what do you call them production houses
2: yeah the studios the
0: large studios yeah. to make sure that none of them
2: mm. made it
0: disney owned it and wouldn't make it into a film for 5 years
2: yeah right? I, I was listening to the hollywood in toto podcast today okay and they were uh he Christian Toto was discussing how this, like, Disney sat on this movie.
0: Okay, so that is confirmed. Yeah, and I think
2: that's, like, really telling on Disney's part. Mm -hmm. That they had this movie for five years and they could have, like, actually got it out there. I mean, Disney have the power and the, like, the prestige and they're a big name and they could have really pushed for this movie. And instead, they just didn't do anything with it and that's when, is it Angel Studios...
0: Yeah, well, I mean, in Disney's in Disney's fairness, they had to make She-Hulk first, okay? Yeah, She-Hulk had to be made first before this movie.
2: I mean, not to <laughs> <laughs> She-Hulk did not need to be made. Um, <laughs> um, I it's frustrating because um, Disney did used to make good adult movies. They had like a branch. Yeah. um they had what, touchstone films which I don't was, know, yeah. um like a sort of stu- studio within a studio and then disney would that you know would put the films out there um but of course nowadays they just don't seem to be making movies for anyone apart from a very niche audience <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um but yeah i just think it's it's crazy to me that um, Sound of Freedom has faced such like it's the stuff that we've read and you know the Guardian article and the Rolling Stone article like since when has the Rolling Stone become so
0: yeah and it, uh, the crazy wet, thing is I it's, guess
2: is the. I, I don't think wet's the right word but you know yeah I mean I <laughs>
0: expected the Rolling Stone and things like The Guardian to come after this movie because of what they've done in the past where Rolling Stone came after Pizzagate and Rolling Stone supported the movie Can Cuties. Can we mention
2: Pizza and Gates on YouTube? Do we have to not censor that and say other things?
0: I, I think if you just do it like quickly like I just did without really talking about <laughs> okay. it, it, it kind of misses okay. it. Yeah. gate. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. But Rolling Stone, Guardian, all those mainstream media things, we expected them to come out. Because for years, even, they called people that talked about Epstein like crazy, too. Right. So, like, this is a par for the course for mainstream media. Um, and it's really, to the average person, it is kind of sh- like telling because... It's, it's
2: like revealing their true colors now because, like, I, I think... When we went to the screening, we we obviously live in a liberal Democrat type of place.
0: Yeah.
2: And we went to the screening uh there were quite a few cinemas that were showing it. You mm-hmm. know, maybe not in our hometown, but like we, had, you know, it wasn't too far away. It wasn't yeah. like an hour or two drive. And the screening was, There was quite. it was quite a lot of people for a Friday in the summer.
0: Yeah, not you know? even for opening weekend no. for a movie. It was the second weekend we saw it.
2: And there was still quite a lot of people. There was, yeah. And it was, like, all sorts of people, right? It wasn't people in, like, MAGA hats, you know? No, so no I didn't no. see any of that. I saw, like, a more mature audience.
0: Yeah. It was, I, and the know. other thing is, like, if you compare it to other movies I've been to recently, like when I went to see Matrix 4... <laughs> <laughs> there was, like, two other people in the movie yeah, theater. Yeah. So it's quite popular compared to other movies we've seen in the theaters lately. Mm. And the other thing is that, like I said, the attacks, are first they tried to shut it down at the studio level. Mm. And then when it came out, they were like, oh, we'll ignore it.
2: No one will see it.
0: But no, no one will notice it, yeah. right? It'll just come and go and mm. no one will care. But then when it... I think it made twenty million on the first weekend, and yes. then another twenty million. Now they're like, "Well, we have to shut it down. Yeah. Right? We have to attack it, shut it down, make sure people don't watch it, mm. do everything they can to like stifle it."
2: And I think the reviews are really like. There's some really weird stuff they're saying in the reviews. The Rolling Stone review, the guy was saying that he felt like awkward and like he was going to. He was got his name was going to be put on the list or something. He was going
0: to be arrested watching the film.
2: And I was like, I was okay. like, oh, are you like
0: one like, of the bad people who should be? You know, like, what's going like, on here?
2: This is the thing. We'll discuss it in a bit of greater detail. But um, the film isn't really that sexually exploitative in terms... Of, I mean, it's dealing with that sort of stuff. But yeah, the, how the children... See. You don't see anything. And how yeah. the children are presented is actually a lot tamer than how the children are presented in cuties which really does to me um in terms of how the male gaze is used and the use of cinematography and how the girls uh, act and stuff and there's no sort of like it doesn't feel like it, there's no sort of more compass you know there's no like person that tries to stop it it's it's done without any commentary or anything um i felt like Cuties was far more ex- exploitative than what you see in Sound of Freedom and i think if you're like yeah how can you make a film about s- such a you know context and not have to like at least try and address it at some point
1: yeah
2: and i mean i just want to say that the ch- the children ac- the child actors did a phenomenal phenomenal job like yeah yeah, I mean they were.
0: So let's get into the movie yeah, itself. Yeah, really, really good. So yeah, okay. the, the, I think the main <laughs> criticism we have of stuff like the Guardian and the Rolling Stone mm-hmm. is they're attributing things to the movie that are not in the film. Right. They're they're saying oh there's QAnon stuff in the movie but there is none. There's no conspiracies about Democrat parties. There's or no any mention. Political party. There's no mention the of the Democrats. Clintons. No, no. There's none of the like QAnon sayings in the movie. Like, right. uh, you know, one of the big sayings for Q is uh, "trust the plan," right? That's not right. in the movie. Now, people have attacked it for that because Jim Caviezel's in the movie, and Jim Caviezel privately holds some of those viewpoints, right. but Jim Caviezel doesn't express any of those in this film. He's
2: playing a character. He's
0: playing a character um, in a movie.
2: I've I, I don't think I'm aware of anything that he's said.
0: It's in, not connected at all. Yeah. Right? It's just not.
2: And I think he... A, a, another thing which kind of frustrated me and annoyed me is the little people were saying it's a faith me, movie and they were like there's a lot of emphasis on religion. And I think there's like a couple of occasions where they mention God and they say uh, God's children are not for sale which I think is like such a brilliant, strong saying. Like, yeah. But I mean, it doesn't, it's not like beating your head, you know, like beating it over your head. You know, there's not a lot of like, we're doing this because it's God's work type of thing. There's no like, they're acting on, they're on some sort of crusade.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's
2: no sort of like.
0: Tim Ballard, the main guy is yeah. a Mormon. So he's not right. even Christian. So I right. mean if they're mad that there's like Christianity displayed in the film, it's not even they're like wrong about the the religion even.
2: <laughs> yeah. I like I think yeah, and it's like <clears throat> in when you're doing that type of job, you do you have to have almost like a faith in something higher than you.
1: Yeah.
2: In order to be able to just survive trying to do something like that because you have to believe that there is good in the world and that that's some um something higher than you that will uh allow you to have the strength to keep going, right? Yeah. So I mean right. if but yeah, so let's get into so Yeah,
0: let's get into it. <laughs> oh god Alright, so the movie's... I I'm
2: sorry, I was just so like frustrated and angry so i'm trying not to get myself too worked up but i just like
0: yeah well i mean (sighs) the other thing is is like so like you had the mainstream media attacks on it and then you have the conspiracy people who are all attacking it as well because tim ballard has cia connections he has council national policy connections and he has connections to people like henry kissinger and the clinton foundation and people are in the conspiracy theory movement, as soon as they hear any of those sort of associations, you're instantly the enemy, and they don't want to hear your story. And the point, I think, is, is that, let's say Tim Ballard is a bad guy and a nefarious actor. <laughs> that doesn't matter necessarily in the context of the movie, because the movie's pointing out something that you'd want stopped regardless of who Tim Ballard is. Right. Right? So, like, just forget who the guy is starring in the film because it's really not about that. mm and they even say that in the movie, that it's not about Tim Ballard. It's about the story of the two kids in the movie. Right. Right.
2: That's what they, yeah.
0: So, like, you guys really need to watch first. Most of the conspiracy theorists attacking this, like Owen Benjamin, have admitted they've never even seen the film. Yeah. And they're attacking it all day long without having seen it. And I think that's very disingenuous.
2: I think, yeah, I think so. It's like... um how when you're in that world of being you know working in the FBI and the Secret Service and all that sort of stuff how are you not you know going to run into government associated people you know yeah. and like you say it's, they, they even say like the film you know you sh- the films heroes are not um, necessarily like the police force or law or you know Tim Ballard it is the children and that's who we really should be focusing on mm-hmm. and I just don't understand like in this day and age after all the scandals that we've gone through like recently uh, I read today that there was an, a BBC news presenter or TV presenter who's been offering money to an underage oh, uh, God. teenage you know teenage individual for sexually explicit photos and i just think like have haven't we learned anything from jimmy savile and all the other like
0: things the bbc covered up yeah and (laughs) yeah
2: um (laughs) or or like we've mentioned jeffrey epstein and this is like these are like true cases of children being exploited yeah and there's just like it's not a conspiracy theory when it's Becoming like truth right yeah. when, it, when it when there's multiple cases, like one you could just be like, "Oh, it's just one bad guy, but it's clearly not one bad guy, and they're all yeah like...
0: but I think the thing we need to really make clear is, so there are elite pedophile rings, like the Epstein ring. This movie was not addressing no, those no, and they're it. trying to connect it to those, even though it has nothing to do with those. No. he was talking about like the much lower level stuff that happens mm. on a much more regular and prolific basis yeah and that's
2: what the most disturbing thing is in the movie is that you see like ordinary guys so at the very start of the movie um they do a raid on this uh pedophile and he behind a computer you know he says he's never actually done anything he's just got the material and like yeah but then he had around. the information
0: to go to like yeah a
2: but resort where he could right, do stuff exactly. and had been yeah right. but he you know is that like he's just as guilty as the people who are um snatching him off the street you know
0: yeah so let's let's address that first. So like you have a large network especially in more advanced countries of people like the So the movie starts out with them busting a like a pedo in the United States that's mostly doing stuff over the internet. Hmm. Watching CP and stuff of that nature. Hmm. And you know, the maps will argue that those are non-offending Um, maps that are just watching content they're not hurting anyone
2: however they're consuming that content that was just made by hurting children
0: exactly right and that creates a market market, for that content yeah right without them watching it and consuming it there would not be any demand for those videos and those videos wouldn't be made
2: yeah right Um, it's interesting that the film like starts off well, first off, it starts with the, the two, two children um, being snatched and taken away and that is, like, a really good opening, like, because of the whole, um, we get to introduce the the main children, the, the, the girl who's being sort of, like, talent scouted and, mm-hmm. um,
0: she looks a lot like Naomi Campbell, right?
2: Oh, the, um, the model. Uh, yeah,
0: so they introduce yeah. us to a model. And that's really interesting because in a lot of these rings, they use modeling agencies. Mm. And that's like the. Um, like in the Epstein ring, that was like one of the main things they had access to. Was right, it was
2: the Victoria's Secret.
0: Victoria's Secret. And in another case, you had. Rachel Chandler with the Walter Pierce Modeling Agency Mm. which is one of the ones I uncovered in the past where it was very similar
1: Mm. and
0: basically they like try to offer these young kids modeling jobs in order to get them. Right
2: and I mean in a uh, you know in a a less developed world you know in a poorer country that's going to be like a ticket to your like way out of poverty yeah and um it all seems very legitimate the woman goes to the father she's got like headshots and all this material and she's like you know look at she spots like his son as well and you know says that his son has a chance and when you first you know he drops them off they go on the bus ride there to the office and then when it alarm bells start ringing when he's not allowed in right yeah and then he's told to come back at seven o'clock in the night time and then you sort of see like all loads of other children and they all like start off doing innocent like little poses and i think this is really interesting because this is like what is completely different to how the children are presented in cuties um is that the there is a little bit of like posing and su- almost like slightly suggested posing but not too over the top yeah um But the implication is there, Mm -hmm. and you know exactly what the next steps will be. You don't need to, like, yeah. The implication
0: is there, but they didn't actually do it. That's where cuties goes too far. Right, is they actually exploited the children?
2: Yeah, they made the children do those poses, and they they made them like bend over and all this sorts of stuff. And that's like to me, like, it's telling you you shared. a tweet where it was like rolling stone defending cuties and then immediately under was like tearing apart sound of freedom and it's like hmm okay yeah. make of that what you will but, but i think what's so powerful about that opening sequence is when the father returns yeah and i mean
0: that feeling of dread
2: yeah we know like we can already we already know that the children aren't going to be there yeah but it's when he sort of like knocks on the door and it just like opens into an empty room and you can just feel his helplessness but like where is he going to go now like the police aren't going to do anything like no
0: yeah it's that like awful feeling like and and then as a parent you're like what would i do you know like in that situation you know so, it really yeah. tugs at your heart. So, this whole movie, like, yeah. first off, if you're going to go into it, you're going to come out of it, even as, like, a man. Boy, yeah. I mean, at least as a father, you're going to come out of it not with dry eyes. Yeah. Right? Like, it's going to definitely pull in your heartstrings and, mm. you know, like, probably more than any movie I've seen in a very long time. Right. So if and, any I don't know if I've ever seen a movie that made me this upset No
2: I yeah. know I was absolutely like hysterically crying yeah. throughout the movie on several points and I think like what is interesting is the, in the opening credits I guess that what they use is real CCTV footage of children being snatched off the streets Yeah know? they do yeah
0: that I've is, actually seen a bunch of those because right. those I are like I, famous videos I've
1: बस है लाने के पैसे दे
0: रहा
1: bits of of
2: them but i never knew it was like as uh, prolific as what you saw in like those opening credits and i think yeah. that's like a really good way of showing like it's not just ness nece- it's not necessarily just these clever tricks of luring them in with modeling jobs and stuff it's just people t- like rant see you know having a random opportunity to just take children
0: yeah and 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 you gotta be vigilant these days someone will you know you turn your back someone will steal your kid like you gotta keep an eye on them at all times you can't leave them in cars
2: you can't do any of this stuff the fact that um, child trafficking is so um, common in you know these less developed countries you know like in South American countries in, in Asian countries because children don't have the access to education they don't have uh, you know their families are in living in extreme poverty Uh, so these children are sent to beg on the streets like with no adult supervision yeah so it's uh, it's not just um, you know sex trafficking that these children get uh, um, stolen and forced into also just general labor and um, boys are often stolen in order to go and, you know, fight in child war, you know, as child soldiers.
0: Yeah, in Africa. Yeah.
2: Right. So, I mean, this is stuff that you can look up and it's on, you know, Save the Children and yeah. various different websites. So it isn't a while, like a, a wild conspiracy theory that child trafficking you
0: know, is going. There's actually more human slavery and all that now than there ever has been in the world there's more Mm -hmm. human slaves today than there was during the you know the american slave trade right yeah so it's it's ridiculous to be against this this is something that all people no matter like what you think right the people in the movie, no matter what you think of the people who funded the movie, no matter what you think, like we should all be collectively against child trafficking and human like trafficking and human slavery, mm-hmm. right? This is a pretty easy subject for us all to say, you know what, maybe the, the movie isn't a perfect movie, maybe the messenger from the right. movie isn't perfect, but the message is something we can all get behind. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so the movie then goes from yeah the little kids get snatched. A little brother and a little sister get snatched out of a, you know, like a modeling shoot. And they're brought to like a transfer spot mm. where they're introduced to like the more like vicious traffickers than the modeling lady. Mm. And then the brother and sister are separated at that point. Yeah, and the brother is sent to Tijuana.
2: Hmm, it's interesting as well that the children are put into shipping containers.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're also they're shipped first across. Yeah, area.
2: and I think I so. just want to point out something that uh, I discussed with you, which happened in a mainstream Marvel movie.
0: Okay, yeah, go ahead. And
2: I think this is really interesting, and I wonder, like, this is coming from Disney, so and uh, you can say oh it's just a, a marvel movie so it doesn't really like apply to the real world but they try to make these films as realistic as possible you know and have some sense of a reality um in the movie black widow which is the last marvel movie i've actually watched by the way <laughs> uh the film starts off with Natasha Black Widow and her sort of adopted sister um be being trafficked by the uh the bad guy of the movie and then they're put into the black widow sort of training system but the way it's shot and the way that the children are forced into shipping containers and the girls are forced into shipping containers as uh, is very similar to what we see here and it's clearly like imp imply especially that the main bad guy of Black Widow looks a lot like Harvey Weinstein is that these girls are meant to be like victims mm-hmm. of sex trafficking and it you know, being exploited by men. And I think that's just it just was just seems starting
0: s- to sound like a QAnon conspiracy theory <laughs> for far right wing
2: boomers. Right. It was just like I don't see like
0: the difference.
2: Well, no, yeah, exactly. Disney
0: can make a a Marvel movie where they show the exact same crap yeah, right. as Sound I mean, it's of Freedom. Like, but one's su- okay.
2: Are we supposed to be like, oh, that's not a reflection of what happens in reality because it's got superheroes in it? Yeah. So I think that's like another way like of how intra- how certain things get fly under the radar in mainstream movies and how It's, like, subconsciously telling you what's going on, but you are like to just dismiss it.
0: If you think about it, the Winter Soldier movie Mm. is way more of a conspiracy theory film than Sound of Freedom. Right. Right? Like, come on. Yeah. But, you know, they pick and choose which movies to attack based on what it's exposing. Right. I think, yeah, because this
2: movie is too real because it's actually, like, based on true events. And I think... um, yeah, I've, I've, I think what the. <laughs> anyway, I just, well, I, was... I just think it's really interesting. I just wanted to make that like little observation.
0: All right. So back to <laughs> the movie itself. So after the two kids are snatched, mm. one of them gets sent to Tijuana, mm. and that one is Teddy Bear, which is the little brother, mm. and. Um, the sister had given him the like necklace mm. that had like a little saying on it, which was like a religious inscription. Um, that necklace was actually a real necklace that like the Tim mm. Ballard guy did actually receive from. Mm. Um, so the story is based on two little boys he was trying to rescue. Uh, okay. One of them was had the necklace and gave it to him to like be like, "Go help find my brother Gardy. And there was like this whole search for Guardy, but they never found Guardy. So, so like at the end of the movie, they find the little girl, mm. and there's like this really touching moment where she's reunited with her dad, and the little boy's back with the dad, mm. and all that. But <clears throat> in real life, that little boy never got found. He
2: never got found. Never
0: got found. So oh, like that's this so
2: heartbreaking. is heartbreaking.
0: This is the thing. Is like. You know the search for Guardy will always go on. You know, like there's so many little kids out there Mm. still that need saving. That arguing online about, you know, oh Jim Caviezel said what one day in an interview, like, is pretty irrelevant. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So
2: it's like we we need to be thinking of the children.
0: Yeah. So and then all right. So then Teddy Bear is in Tijuana where Mm. he gets put into like a brothel where he gets abused. By like people visiting Tijuana yeah, like, for the sex industry, mm-hmm. and then someone eventually buys him from America, but that ends up being uh, Tim Ballard and the DHS guys buying.
2: Yeah, like a sting operation. Through a sting thing. operation. Yeah, they're yeah. trying. he at, it's really interesting because at first you're like, oh shit, this guy is a creep because he get, he releases the pedophile. That, um they capture mm-hmm. and uh he's like sort of like talking to him and he's like trying to get him on his side and he's like i've read your book yeah and it's like um you know oh i i you could he's trying to make out like he's an ally and like all this sort of creepy stuff and it's like really interesting because um
0: it was kind of them using yeah. spycraft techniques yeah. Like, being double agents and stuff right. against the pedos, which is kind of an interesting way yeah. to do it. And
2: um, right. then he gets, like, a signed copy of the book, and you see the picture of um, the little boy, and he's like, oh, I've got you him as, like, a present and stuff, and he knows, like, instantly he's got this guy, and, like, everybody in the the restaurant, in the diner is, like... A fed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did like that moment. I was yeah. like, "Oh, f- thank God!" Like, you know, I hope this, oh, you know, hope this guy gets sent to jail and like has a fun time there.
0: Gets <laughs> Um <laughs> But
2: yeah, and then you see like it's like the boy being a like trafficked across the border. Yeah, and it's like. um he's playing with the little toy car and everything and um then he's like rescued and he's sort of telling his story when he's eating a burger and stuff and um it's just like heartbreaking and the little boy is like asked what month it is and it turns out it's like he's eight years old now he's had his birthday and he's not had like any chance to celebrate it
0: yeah, he was probably being raped oh, on his no, birthday. No, it's so
2: horrible. It just right. like upsets me so much. And then he's like reunited with his father, and that is again such a powerful scene.
0: Yeah.
2: But of course, his father says to Tim, like, you know, what are you? What's going to happen about my daughter? Like, there's an empty bed. Imagine walking into
0: a room right now, seeing an empty bed. What do we do? you know yeah so they go through this like elaborate plan mm. to go down to like South America yeah and work with now I guess this part is like part true they worked with like some Mexican cartel guy down there that mm. literally still bought children um And in real life, I guess the guy was still, like, a complete scumbag.
1: Right.
0: Like, they make him out to be kind of, like, a hero in the movie. Mm. But I guess in real life, he's really, like...
2: Yeah. Like,
0: he was able to buy and sell children to free some for Tim Ballard, but he was still buying and selling children. Right. Like, it was someone that they... They worked within that world to stop some of it, not all of it, which I kind of have a problem with. Yeah.
2: I mean, now you've told me that, that's kind of like a bit disappointing to hear. Yeah.
0: Because you,
2: you know, you like.
0: I guess there's like some Carlos Slim connection. Yeah. Which is like this like scumbag, like cartel guy, right? From Mm -hmm. down there. I guess the guy who's connected to him or something, and Ballard knows Carlos Slim and. There's all these, like, weird connections to the Clintons and things when you start digging into it. But, you know, it's irrelevant to the movie. Right. Right. right so. Okay. So, um, in the movie, they go down to South America, and they team up with what was a... What? A uh, drug cartel guy. Yeah. From the P- Escobar regime. I
2: think so. They say?
0: Yeah. are supposed to be, like, an old Escobar guy mm-hmm. that was, like, retired but still wealthy.
1: Yeah.
0: And... The cartel all thought that he was still buying kids for himself, mm. but he was actually releasing them secretly in, yeah. the, in the movie. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so <clears throat> they use his connections to create an island mm. where they're going to throw a huge party yeah, regularly. Like it's yeah. going to be a regular party I for th- I VIPs. Think this is
2: interesting because I was like, this sounds like it's made up for the movie. Yeah. And I was like, but there have been cases for islands where this has happened, not just Epstein, but there was also the famous um, island that we found out about when we were listening to the Clown and the Candyman podcast.
0: It was called Fox Island.
2: Fox Island, yeah, Yeah. which was like where they flew in like boys on the promise that it was going to be like a Boy Scout sort of like camp retreat type of place.
0: There's also been Peter Nygaard who had an island
2: well, right, it's just interesting, it's all islands, yeah. I mean, I guess I can understand it because, like, you're surrounded by sea and no one's really going to be able to get off
0: it's the know. implication,
2: right? Yeah, um, but yeah, the, the, so this, this was really true in the movie that there was they actually had an island set up,
0: yep, yep. So, this this part of it was true, so they created an island and they got a whole bunch of traffickers to bring like 50 something kids Mm. to the island and you know in the movie there was a bunch of tents probably
1: Mm.
2: added
0: for drama scenes yeah like one of the traffickers was gonna like take one of the kids and jim caviezel tim ballard whatever it was like standing in the way and got a gun drawn to his head and things
2: yeah. like, you know,
0: I, yeah, it's like, <laughs> that's probably added for drama, <laughs> but
2: yeah, I know it probably didn't <laughs> happen, but I mean, it just, it does go to like, remind you about what side his characters on because that, you know, there are times where you're like, is he like, like he's gone rogue. Like what is he up to? Like, you huh. know, he he's so good at acting like a dirtbag
0: yeah
2: he's he's like very convincing because he's like meant to act like this sort of like playboy sort of like wealthy guy sort of like you know a sex tourist type of thing and it's like
0: yeah
2: very convinced he's got to convince like all of these traffickers that he's like one of them and it's like um I don't know, like, how you would be able to do that as, like... You know, just, like, you and I would... I wouldn't be able to do that at all. Like, I don't know how I would, but, like...
0: Takes a different kind of person, I Yeah, think, yeah. Right? But, you know...
2: And that, like, scene is really tense, like...
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. So the good. movie, like, the acting in the movie... I didn't recognize anyone other than Jim Caviezel.
2: Right.
0: And the acting throughout the film is one I of guess, the best acted movies I've seen. i like
2: I say, the children who acted was amazing. Like, yeah, the I, two
0: kid actors they, were phenomenal.
2: They didn't really have to, like, even say much. It was all about their expressions. Yeah. And, like, just... I don't
0: know. Like, the movie itself, I thought... in Like, just the terms of the film... And like how it, like the movie's supposed to tug on your heartstrings, that's what it's supposed to do, and it absolutely did. You know what I mean?
2: But it didn't feel like Like, it was like emotionally manipulating. No, no, it wasn't
0: trying to manipulate you, it was just the story was so moving that it was like a natural human reaction to it. Right?
2: Hmm.
0: So, I mean, some movies just, you know, they they get you, you know, right in the feels. That was one of them. People say Titanic is one of those, but, you know, I don't think so. <laughs> you know what I'm it's saying?
2: It's like a different type of... Yeah,
0: but, like, movies do do that. Yeah, like,
2: yeah. You know, and not, there are movies that will deliberately, like, do things like, you know, Marley and Me and all those, like, dog movies. You know the dogs not going to survive at the end, right? You know? Or, like, and, in
0: The Gladiator when they kill his family and you're, like, ready to charge into the stadium <laughs> yourself and kill people.
2: Yeah. Right. But um, yeah. Back back to, sound of freedom. Of course, like, the they've got the, um, the police on standby, and um, they're ready for the next shipment of children to be dropped off at the island before they can go in. Land
0: and raid them, right? So as soon as they land, they get raided. Mm. Um, you have one of those cool like SWAT raid scenes. We got them, boys. You know.
2: So. so the sister's not there, which yeah. is the and you just think, oh like another this is this is it really, what are they gonna do? Like um
0: So in real life that yeah. is I think they put it, they added that in and added like that part of the movie in because that's literally what happened. That was like the like best chance they had to find that guardy, boy. And when the island raid didn't work that was like you know like shit we didn't get them you know yeah so like I think they gave you that feeling in the movie for that part of the story because that's what happened in real life
2: can I just say I wonder I don't know what your view is but why did they change it to a boy and a sister
0: um
2: I mean I think I might know the answer and this the because
0: answer. like i think if you want parents to connect with the movie if you have a, a daughter and a son it's more like it's more like connecting to like every parent right cuz some parents have sons some parents have daughters
2: right. okay that's right. a that's a very good answer mine might be a bit more cynical
0: okay go for it i think
2: it's because in our culture uh in the west and we were more concerned about girls being seen as vulnerable. Yeah. And, um, think about like how many, like little girls you see here about going missing and how much media attention they get.
0: Yeah, maybe. And,
2: um, I think it's the fact that, that you know, in reality, like um, boys go missing and I guess they're not as cute and adorable as like little girls are really. Mm and like uh, this is a thing that isn't really interesting and maybe we should actually cover the documentary but in the documentary red pill which was talking about like the male rights movement they Mm -hmm. were saying about um do you remember when all those girls were snatched from a school in south um might be in south africa it might be in another african country and uh there was a whole campaign to bring back our girls
1: mm-hmm.
2: do you remember that?
0: yeah
2: In the, I can't remember which African country it was but there was a whole campaign where I think the some Islamic terrorists or some sort of terrorists came in to a school and stole a hundred girls
0: Boko Haram
2: right okay so yeah. but they took a hundred girls and there was a huge campaign you know to say hashtag save our girls but what they didn't tell you was that they didn't even bother to steal the boys; they just killed them. Oh wow! Really? So yeah. yeah, uh, so it's like this, like a higher value of life over of, of of girls over boys, and I think that's like partly the reason that the film chose to have a a boy and a sister, you know, and his sister was kind of like. Uh, I guess you could say like, can try and say it's a bit like emotional manipulation, but you're like more likely to have more of a connection with like a a male character trying to save uh, a young female character because it's like a trope. Yeah, Yeah.
0: Also, as a dad, like when I think about it, like. I don't know if it's worse to have your daughter taken than your son, but it almost feels like it cuz it's your little girl. You right. Know?
2: Yeah, it's so the protective thing. Like, yeah, yeah, you like
0: more like cuz
2: like with my got, son, I'm like more
0: willing to let my son like do things that might like play sports and stuff where he might get hurt, right. where my daughter I'm like no, you need bubble wrap.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you
0: know what I'm saying like It's just, you're more, men are more protective of their daughters. Yeah, which is
2: obviously true to some extent that, you know, women are slightly more, you know, vulnerable and less strong than compared to boys, you know, Uh, but... Maybe that's
0: why we feel like we're supposed to protect them more or something, I don't know. It's just like me, I think it's like a natural thing. In
2: terms of, like, uh, children being sex trafficked, it's more likely that... um, girls are likely to be forced into the sex industry uh but the, it is also interesting that the, the film like makes makes it clear that it's not just girls who are being exploited it is boys as well
1: yeah
2: and i think a lot of it a lot of what we know in mainstream media um they don't really talk about it all that much it's like a hidden sort of Secret that nobody talks about is like the sexual exploitation of, of boys Yeah, and I wonder why that is I mean is it just because we're kind of like uh See girls as being more vulnerable or is it because it's like is it like uh, I, don't, I don't want to go there, but you know like is it to do with You know certain communities
0: um well, I think it's multifaceted. Um, I think there well, I think <laughs> I think a lot of people don't want to criticize a certain LGBT community. So, men abusing younger men has always kind of been something that no one talks about, mm-hmm. right? Like even when it's like a older female abusing a younger male, like normally when it's like a teacher abusing like a young male yeah student, and that's
2: a weird people
0: are like oh you know whatever she's a hot teacher like
2: and that's the thing you like, know also it's like a weird double standard in our society yeah like, why is that socially
0: i don't know why it's, is that more yeah. socially
2: acceptable i like see those comments all the time on twitter and it makes me so angry it's like yeah. oh i wish she was my teacher when i've been around no you don't because as a ch- like a child you don't realize what's going on until you're much older and you then can't talk about your problems because in society uh men don't get a, you know a chance to talk about their mental health as much as women do yeah you know exactly, and yeah. um. but I think it's in I just think it's interesting that this film like doesn't just have like two sisters or mm. two brothers so
0: I also one I heard a really interesting evaluation of this with I think it was like one of the serial killers or something that was into young boys. Mm. And like the the predators like I guess to them they're almost asexual because when children are at such a young age there's like very little difference between the genders. All right. Right. So like I think a lot of the pedos like Go both ways, like they're bisexual, right? Just in my guess, I don't really know for sure, but I did kind of hear that. I forget where it was. It was an interview recently I heard, but uh, <clears throat> I think it might have been with the the son of the guy who like was walked into the Florida airport and shot the Pedo in the oh, head
2: right. in the
0: Florida airport. It might have been that interview.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. <clears throat> but like. You know, <laughs> uh, it's kind of off topic, but let's uh get back not into really, the
2: show. Because it's kind of like, <laughs> um, it's kind of like a vigilante justice type of thing. And that's almost what, what is happening here, because Tim is like told, like, we don't have the funding. You're like blowing cash, trying to like lure these people in. You know, you're out on your own type yeah. of thing. And he's like, I quit. You know, he quits his job and it's like. But you'll be getting pensions soon. It's like, yeah, he's so sort of like. I I mean, I don't know how much of that is like true. Did he really quit his job and then have support and was let back in? But.
0: So, this is one of the things people have attacked Tim Ballard for because Mm. he runs a 501c3 charity, Mm. which is our Underground Railroad or something of that nature. And they have to post like all of their information publicly. Right. So people have dug through their 501c3 filings and found that Tim Ballard took uh, $7 million last year for, right. for income out of the charity. Mm. But, the, I mean, like, it, like, go look at the Red Cross and, like, the director right. of the Red Cross. He's pulling out, like, and it, it, every organization does this. The, the question to me is, are they saving children? and the answer to that is yes our underground railroad is saving children like lots of children Mm -hmm. a hell of a lot more children are being saved by them than by the guardian or (laughs) rolling stone or owen benjamin okay so
2: (laughs) i'm just
0: saying like (laughs) the people criticizing them aren't doing anything right like the people be like how dare Tim Ballard take a few million dollars? Are taking like four hundred thousand dollars to do land scams? So like what? That yeah, Owen Benjamin took he took four hundred thousand dollars in a land scam. Oh
2: right, right. Oh, yeah. So
0: like this is what I'm saying. Like the criticisms are kind of odd coming from the sources they're coming from. Yeah, I can understand if it was like some other organization that was saving more children it was like oh Underground Railroad spends. 80% of their money on staff and only 20% on saving children when we do the opposite. That would be a legitimate yeah. criticism, but there is none of that. It's like mainstream media calling it QAnon and conspiracy theorists being like it's the deep state. <laughs> it's,
2: yeah, it's like it's a it's weird, weird
0: dichotomy. It's yeah.
2: I mean, <clears throat> what I think is interesting and we kind of like briefly touched upon this is um why the mainstream media is like the likes of the guardian and rolling stone and jezebel Ugh. and
0: jezebel's literally named after like a demonic spirit <laughs> like a jezebel is <laughs> no a demonic takes... spirit
2: nobody takes jezebel seriously again. yeah i know but like so... why
0: would you name your thing jezebel i
2: don't know it's like <laughs> Like, hi, I'm naming
0: my magazine. Why would the
2: Mary Sue call themselves Mary Sue? I mean, it's ridiculous. It's like, you're naming yourself after a bad science fiction trope that everybody makes fun of. It's, you know, why? Hi,
0: I'm starting a newspaper and we're calling it Judas Iscariot. You know, like... (laughs)
2: like, (laughs) We'll only
0: betray you if you read us.
2: It doesn't make
0: any sense.
2: I think... Are they trying to scare people off? Like, the ordinary person who...
0: Yes. Uh, they don't care about the conspiracy theorist people. They know they've lost us 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> COVID was, like, way past when they already lost us. Yeah, yeah. So...
2: But it, it's like, they don't want people investigating and looking things up. And But the information is readily available. Like, you can just go onto the FBI statistics, like website you can i mean i i'm sure you can pull it up or and put it in this video but if you go on to like sex trafficking crimes and you can read the lists of all the stuff that's happened in the u.s that they've like raided people for and it's like really disturbing stuff and Mm -hmm. it's like more common than you think it's like coming from a legitimate source, which is the FBI website, mm-hmm. uh, I'm pretty sure we can probably like trust it.
0: Yeah, the it, DOJ keeps statistics on this. Yeah. Human Trafficking Institute. Uh, there's all types of organizations that I mean, track this stuff. I don't.
2: It's interesting. Like the even these like sites, like The Guardian, Rolling Stone, and whatever, uh, have reported on these things before mm. in the past. Yeah. So, like, are they saying that those things didn't happen now and it must be part of some conspiracy? It seems like, like if, if
0: you're against child trafficking, you are now a right wing conspiracy theorist. Mm. Like, somehow being against child trafficking makes you a right wing conspiracy the thing is,
2: theorist. Is it, is it simply because it's. Um,
0: It's almost like they're trying to force people into being right-wing conspiracy theorists. Well,
2: is it because it's the person who's made the film? Is that their problem? And if that's the case, then why don't, like...
1: Yeah, most people...
2: Why don't leftist liberal filmmakers and actors, if they really want to help, you know, help child, child victims, which they are, they're victims, why haven't they made a movie and if they like can see it's popular and people have connected with it it's just like are they is it because they don't like the fact that they've been beaten to the punch by uh you know conservative um actor and you know film studio i'm just can't you know or is it because they are part of the well, Oh, i mean up, i know? think are some you...
0: of it is I don't jealousy because right. a lot of Hollywood can't make movies they want to make. They're making like crap Marvel movies that are yeah. literally terrible uh, or like horrible Star Wars TV shows. You know what I mean? Like
1: yeah. just
0: absolute garbage mm-hmm. content across all platforms. And then a studio comes along run by people that they don't like because of whatever reason And it makes a really good movie that's exposing something very powerful and their only reaction to it is attack. And it's not just them. It's also like people in the conspiracy movement that should support this thing Mm. are like, well, let's find some reason to attack it because I don't know. It's just like no one ever wants to for whatever reason when it comes to this like child trafficking thing it's like no one ever wants to come together to stop it we all just want to point fingers at each other and fight with each other than deal with the issue itself
2: that's kind of what i was saying on twitter was like um you know both sides to just put, put aside their differences um, say, like, yeah, we should unite on this, and it's not just this that they should unite on. it's the fact that there's still poverty in like the likes of America, yeah, and homelessness, and yeah, it's like I
0: mean, as I ex- explained countless times, that's the banksters trying to make sure that we're all trapped in their system where mm-hmm. we're all like if they got rid of homelessness, what would be the motivation for the average person to work? Right? They wouldn't. They'd be like, fuck this, I don't care. I'm not going to be homeless anyways. I'll just, you know.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but that's just ridiculous. It's
0: like that fear of losing your house, losing all the little things that we have, Mm. and becoming homeless is the only thing keeping most people working. Right? So that's why we have homeless people, because if we didn't, the bankers wouldn't have that threat to use against the average person. Mm. Right?
2: It just like goes to show you that like the people in charge don't really care about the ordinary person. They don't care. No, they like, fear us. Like, just you and me, or, you know.
0: I think they look out at the world and they see how many of us there are, and they're desperately scared. Mm. Like, I have a few billion dollars. If these people ever really turn on me and want it, there's nothing I can do to stop them. Right. Right, so they have to manipulate us into not wanting to do that. Hmm. Right,
2: and so anyway, I just I just think it's really interesting that there's been such a, a harsh reaction, and like people I know, like um, have, you know, have said like oh, all all this stuff, all these talking points that you've seen in these various articles, and then they've been like, oh, "My
0: friend Mike Rothschild." has said that this is a QAnon conspiracy <laughs> film and how dare you, you support gonna, this
2: you're gonna play that little
1: clip of him. And you seem pretty familiar with him because he doesn't really hide his association with this real wild plot uh, that that involves, you know, drinking the blood of children and things like that. No, he doesn't hide it at all, and you have a lot of people who are in this world of QAnon who say, oh, they don't know what that is, they've never heard of it, they're just asking questions. With somebody like Jim Caviezel, he is openly embracing it, he's openly using its catchphrases and its concepts, he's speaking at QAnon conventions, and this film is being marketed to either specific QAnon believers or to people who believe all of the same tenets as QAnon, but claim they don't know what it is. And The Sound of Freedom does focus on a real issue of sex trafficking. Uh, But that theme, it's sort of like that kernel of truth that feeds the QAnon conspiracy theory. Uh, Tell us how those two things work together. Sure, and the most durable and the most believable conspiracy theories are not entirely false. There's something in them that is true, and the rest of it is false, but the believers point to the one true thing, and they say, oh, you don't believe that this particular thing is true. In terms of child trafficking, we know trafficking is real. We know it has real victims. No one is denying that, but these films are created out of moral panics. They're created out of bogus statistics. They're created out of fear, and with something like Sound of Freedom, it specifically is looking at on concepts of these child trafficking rings that are run by the high level elites and only people like Tim Ballard and only people like Jim Caviezel and by extension only people like the ticket buyer can help bring these trafficking rings down so there's a very participatory element you're not just going to see a movie you're just killing two hours on a hot day you are helping bring down these these pedophile rings and save children now it's not true but it's a very comforting and it's a very warm feeling to have. I'm on CNN, it's just so ridiculous. <laughs> Mike
0: Mike Rothschild of all people, I mean, he's one of the worst. He's absolutely Look, one of the I worst disinformation artists. I honestly don't ever. mind if
2: you watch a movie and you say, "Look, I don't, I didn't like it because of X, Y, and Z." You know, you have like a valid criticism. You can be like wasn't for me, I found it too hard to watch, I didn't enjoy it, I didn't, like, I wasn't interested in the characters or the stories, I make, my heart is actually stone, and I'm actually a robot, and I'm a void of any emotion, that I would be like, okay, fine, fair enough, but yeah. for people to be like, I'm not going to watch it because blah, 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 you know, so-and-so told me not to watch it, it's like, make up your own mind, and this is the, the thing that, frustrates me is like uh, people criticize of other like other groups of people not going to the cinema like filmmakers have attacked uh, audience members like the Charlie's Angels it's like this movie isn't made for white straight males right no so when the movie flops people are like why didn't white straight males go see this movie Well, because you told them it wasn't made for them.
0: Yeah, yeah, Right. You're
2: not... You know, you're attacking people who are... You want to go see your movie. Right? And I haven't seen that happen with this movie. I haven't seen, like, anyone come out and say, well, this movie's not for liberals.
0: (laughs) I mean, remember when Wakanda came out? There was people making videos being like, if you want to be an ally to the black community... You won't go see Wakanda, and you'll leave the seats open for the black community. And you know what we did? Co- collectively, as a society, <laughs> no one went to see the Wakanda Forever movie, so there was plenty of seats available for everyone of well, every color and race that wanted to see it.
2: I, <laughs> you know, I think, I think cinema. Like, I just say, like film is a universal <laughs> thing. Like it doesn't. Like a good film can unite people from all different backgrounds. And it should. And it definitely should. And
0: a movie like this should unite people from mm. every background. This should be one of those that we're like, okay, once again, not a perfect messenger, not a perfect message, but the perfect, like, thing that we can unite against. Yeah,
2: And I think what is interesting is this movie could have been made as a documentary. But yeah. they knew, like, it would work better if, as a as a narrative, you know, as a... You know, a a, a more traditional movie. You know, like a. It's like an action sort of espionage type of action thriller. You know what? And I think that goes to. Yeah.
0: Like, why they did it that way is because I think they've seen this in the past where, like, Mm. whenever someone exposes child trafficking, what happens is the person exposing it gets attacked. Right. So this movie is trying to make it about the. Story of the children that Mm -hmm. are still out there in the world being trafficked, and Mm -hmm. not a story about Tim Ballard. Right. This isn't about like just supporting our underground rescue or Tim Ballard. This movie is really about the story of the two kids in the movie.
2: Yeah.
0: And that's what I think is so frustrating. What people are missing. Yeah. And that's it's so frustrating they're missing it because a lot of the people missing it clearly haven't seen the movie and all the conversations about this movie are like the one we're having where we're talking about all these reactions to the movie instead of the movie itself we've spent almost this entire podcast on stuff that has nothing to do with the actual film
2: no
0: which is sad
2: i mean i will say like the movie is very well shot Right? Yeah. It doesn't look like it has, like, a low budget at all. Yeah. It has, like, really good production value, you know? I mean, obviously, there's not, like, huge names in the movie. Um, you know, there's not... It's not like a action thriller like you see from, like, Mission Impossible or anything like that. There's no, like, big car chases or gun fights or anything. You know, it's sometimes it's a little bit slow. Has like, you know, it can get a bit confusing in places. Places because there's like so many different people involved and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the film does keep you like engaged, and you're like at the core. At its core, it's about a family being reunited, and you're like fully rooting for that family to be reunited. Like,
1: yeah.
2: you know, I think. The just the fact that we started on the children's story rather than Tim's story you know the, they're the first characters were introduced you know we get that emotional connection to them and we mm-hmm. like feel for them like we don't know too much about their background we don't know where their mother's gone what's happened to their mother Um, we don't know like how poor they are I assume that they're pretty poor yeah but um it's, it's it's enough information is given for us to realize like i i think that's interesting in the movie is like the, the girls uh passion is music mm-hmm. and you see her like using her passion and her love for music to keep her going through like times where like in dire situations you know so yeah. she's like drumming and singing you know there's that at the start of the movie and um like there's a bit where she's like in a brothel and she's still doing that
0: Mm -hmm. and she gets
2: snatched away and they sell her to um what are they The like
0: the rebels rebels in south america
2: yeah yeah. um and at the end of the movie it just such a one like a beautiful ending is like she finds that she goes home and she picks up her old drum set and you think oh is she going to start playing music again that was like something that was like true to her right mm-hmm. and you know you always think that some she might not do it but she does and then is important in this movie because on the beach the children start singing and dancing and and once they they know that they're they're free
1: yeah and
2: that's where it's like that's hear that that's the sound of freedom and I think that's like something that nobody's really picking up on in Mm. these reviews they're not picking up on like the the power and the impact it has and on, on, on showing those children gaining that freedom yeah and that's why the film is called sound of freedom really it's not called Tim Ballard's amazing heroic rescue adventure it, it's called sound of freedom because it's about the children
0: yeah exactly
2: and yeah. I think like considering what we see nowadays in in terms of what's coming out in the theaters you know, with so many films relying heavily on special effects. You know, the fact that Indiana Jones had a $300 million, pound, uh, million dollar budget. For what? Nothing. What, no, it's,
0: I, I love Indiana Jones and not even want to see those movies. No. Crystal Skull was terrible, and I heard this is worse <laughs> than Crystal Skull. Well,
2: you know... It, it, it just oh, yeah. like shows you that you don't need these mov- these big budget movies to connect with audiences. It's a story that counts, right? It's the mess the message and this is like a mess a universal message that everybody can get behind. You know, children are the most important thing. Right? Yeah. And and the health health and safety of children and is what we should all be you know striving for yeah. so um uh audiences want good stories that they can connect with right and that's really what hollywood should be producing and we need those stories right now right yeah. like we need hope <laughs> yeah
0: we've been demoralized we need some hope we need to mm. feel like things can change and You know, people are saying, oh, well, if you go see Sound of Freedom, it's not going to stop child trafficking. No one's making that claim. We're not making the claim that if you go see this movie, uh, child trafficking will be magically stopped by Tim Ballard and Operation Underground Railroad. No. No, but what might happen is you might have a conversation about it. Other people might have to have a conversation about it. And we might, as a society, have to start taking this more seriously. Yeah. Now I know... Actually changing anything is hard for people. I know making actual changes to society is scary. And, mm-hmm. you know, trying to tell people that things have to change, they're completely resistant to that idea in any form of things changing because their little convenient lives might be unconvenienced. But something has to change. We can't continue to live in a world where this stuff gets worse and everyone just turns a blind eye to it. And instead of dealing with it, attack each other. I mean, that's what's going on.
2: I mean, if it helps just awaken a few people and makes people more aware and they, like, it can help just save one child. I mean, that's a whole thing of, like, what the, the Tim's colleague says to him at the very start of the movie. It's like, if I could just save one child. And that's, like, one, one child you know obviously it's not gonna make stop huge... the industry no but that's what we should be doing we should be at least trying to get awareness of it and spreading the word and i think you know having these conversations it is difficult it's not, uncom- it's not comfortable having these conversations nobody wants to have them no, no. you know this hasn't been fun for us to sort of talk about it and uh, you know, it wasn't
0: really a fun no. night out at the movies you know <laughs>
2: I and mean, I think so. to me I really connected with the movie a lot more than I would have done maybe you know a year or so ago because you know I'm expecting a child you know and i've I've thought to myself like what would I do in this situation like you know and I just think like I don't I just don't know how, as a society, we can sort of, like, keep on burying our heads in the sand. We've had Dan Snyder, you know, we've had Harvey Weinstein, we've had Peter
0: Nygaard, you've had the Epstein ring, the Finders, you've had the McMartin preschool stuff, you've had... It's just countless, countless. I mean, never mind the statistics themselves, which are, like, currently there's, I think, a million or two million child slaves, sex slaves, currently, like, around the world, mm. which is more than there's ever been in history, even during, like, the Roman times. And then they didn't have that many.
2: In the movie, they even say, like, like um, why the cartel and all these are, you know, other crime syndicates are going into it is because... You know, you can only sell cocaine once, right? Yeah. And and
0: the penalties are nothing. a
2: child, yeah, multiple times.
0: Like, these guys in America that get caught with, like, 20 gigabytes of CP on their computer get let out on probation. I mean, this stuff should be, like, prosecuted way harder than drugs, Mm. right? Like, we have this war on drugs, which has actually made the drug thing worse. So I don't know if that's a good idea to follow that example, but... There needs to be harsher penalties for abusing children like across the board you get a caught physically abusing a child that should be life imprisonment or death penalty
2: i will say it's right? interesting like, in in the movie i mean there are some religious things that do get brought up but doesn't Um, the character of tim say to the pedophile at the start does any quote from the bible
0: yeah it's better to have a millstone wrapped around your head and dropped into the depths of the sea than what's coming for the pedos like god's punishment is not pleasant for these (laughs) sickos and you know the bible does say vengeance is best left to god Mm. but like and you know the other thing is like you didn't make the rules therefore you didn't get to judge other people like judgments left to god right but like there has to be in our society where we have laws they might be below the laws of god but you know in our society there does need to be a way to stop these people from doing this crap yeah
2: and there's a reason why they've uh people have you know who are sexually attracted to Children have always been outcasts in society. It's because it's wrong. It's <laughs> right? gross too. Like, how
0: <laughs> do, like how could you look at a child and think that way? It's disgusting. Uh, I, know,
2: I know. And no matter how many times they try to push it with the maps, society, like community, uh, like it's not going to happen.
0: The like, more they try to push maps, the more I want to push them against the wall. <laughs>
2: um, Facts. Yeah. So. I just really would like to say, like, I think this film is very good. I think it's, like, one of the best films I've seen this year. I mean, I know I haven't really seen that many movies this year, but, like, it's a Why movie.
0: would you? What would we even go see?
2: But this is a thing that isn't like, any... You're We right. missed
0: out on Indiana Jones. Right. Oh, then no. We, thought,
2: oh, we didn't go see the Flash movie.
0: Oh, yeah. Did you hear Michael Keaton plays Batman?
2: Well, I'm not going to go to a, a movie that is starring a person that uh, has attacked women and groomed young girls, so why would I want to go watch that It's weird,
0: movie? I didn't see the Guardian or Rolling Stones mentioning that one. No. Or did, I don't know, I don't follow them <laughs> enough to know.
2: Yeah, and the, all these other movies, it's like, they're not people are not connecting with them, they're not, like, they I, I don't know how many times I have to read another film critic going, is it Superhero Fatigue? Yeah, it probably is because we've just had that like drummed into us and jammed down our throats for the last decade and a half.
0: Yeah,
2: you know, we can't connect with superheroes anymore, <laughs> no. right? We I never need, can
0: connect with superheroes. Is that need, I would never was like, like, "Ooh, I'm Wolverine today."
2: <laughs> we can't, object, can't. The ordinary person would never become a superhero, but we can become like. Heroes in a way like Tim Ballard is by simply, you know, I'm not saying like be FBI agents or whatever, but what I'm saying is just by doing the decent thing.
0: Yeah. You I know? mean, I do think I can use the force sometimes, but it still hasn't worked. I'm still trying. Yeah. But you... Star Wars films, ever since the original three, are absolute terrible. <laughs> So, Disney has a chance to make good movies still if they just delete all the other Star Wars things and start f- over again. No,
2: they're not going to do that. They just want the. The thing is, they're set on destroying like the IP and um, destroying all, the heroes that we grew up with because that's what they like to do is destroy things and like try to make their own heroes, which are just copies of the heroes that we liked. But they were all, you know, yeah. but that's a whole different rant. All right. So let's wrap up sound, <laughs> the Sound of Freedom. Yes. So
0: your final take on the movie. Should people see it and why?
2: Definitely think people should see it because I think it's an important movie that people need to see. And even if you're like, you know, you do not need to be uh, hardcore conservative or whatever. You don't have to even believe in any of that stuff. I just want you to be open minded and go and watch this movie. I even if, like I said, if this movie was made by a you know a liberal filmmaker, I would still be on yeah. like behind it and fully supporting it. I would still you know if it starred, I don't know, give me the most liberal Mark Ruffalo,
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: right? <laughs> Start him. I would still Mark be. Who's the first actor <laughs> that came to mind? He's pretty woke. Um, yeah. Yeah, if it starred him or Leonardo DiCaprio or whoever, you know, I would still be, like, fully behind this movie because I think it's about the story, right? And it's about, you know, the children. We've said that before. It's like, we keep drumming that into people, but that is what the film is about. And I think, you know, don't be put off by reviews. And the fact that the audience score is so high, and people have been like you know talking about it so much and saying how much they enjoy the movie, and uh, the fact that the box office numbers are so good and strong, yeah it's an indication that people don't people don't care what critics say anyway, like critics you know are. remember we did the terminal list, and we were like,
1: yeah.
2: why they're just like abs- the critics are absolutely like slamming that mov- yeah. movie." That TV show even um, the
0: review we just did, *Nefarious*, it had a thirty five percent critic score to a ninety six percent audience yeah. score. Yeah,
2: well, I mentioned the Red Pill* earlier, which is a documentary we definitely need to watch and review. Um, that has the like a really bad Rotten Tomatoes score for critics, <laughs> but if you go on to IMDb or wherever, they it has like an eight star.
0: Yeah, it's just crazy because
2: they are just so out of touch with what the ordinary individual wants, right. And connects with, and I'm sorry, but it's the elitist type of thing of film criticism. It's very highly biased and it's destroying the world of film criticism.
0: Yeah, because no one cares what film critics think anymore. At
2: all. Gone are the days of Roger Ebert. No
0: no one looks at the film critic score. They look at the audience score yeah. 'cause because film critics it have felt like, it themselves.
2: Ru- Roger Ebert himself like <clears throat> famously said, like, you know, I I'm not conservative or liberal. He just you know, he says he doesn't use bring in his own political beliefs when he watches a movie, he just just judge, judges the judges the movie on its like content. Yeah. And we've said this like You know, when we reviewed the Roman Polanski movie, we both think he's a creep, and we I hate him. Yeah. But you know, there's no denying that Ninth Gate is actually a really good movie with some really good acting and great storytelling.
0: And we didn't spend half as much time on the controversy about Roman Polanski and the Ninth Gate. We talked mostly about the Ninth Gate and what the film was about and breaking down the film, but people are so at each other's throats over the Sound of Freedom thing that we've had to spend like the entire podcast. Yeah, we've had to
2: defend the movie which... on
0: defending it when we shouldn't have to. The movie no. Like the movie is really, really good. Right. If you just go and watch it with an open mind, I think you'll come away with the feeling oh, can, of yeah. being angry about child trafficking and wanting to stop it. And mm-hmm. I don't think that's a bad thing.
2: Yeah. Can I right. just mention that some someone mentioned to me that there was like stuff about blood harvesting and all that sort it's of not stuff. Not in the film. It's not in the film.
0: None, of that, none of that QAnon stuff is in, the, in film. the film. None of so.
2: You, who is the conspiracy theorist here?
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You're well, making
2: a conspiracy. Very around a film that you haven't seen.
0: Mainstream so, media also wants you to believe that Chinese people being gross eating bats caused the last plague. So I mean, they're they're kind that? of racist <laughs> if you think about it. Can we it.
2: say that now? That's
0: what they they thought. That's what caused it. And now even the FBI is like it came from a lab. You know what I mean? <laughs> like. Like come on, what well, mainstream media is basically racist against Chinese people? Like flat out, they're like, look at them, they're eating everything. They must have gotten it by eating bats. Like come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Maybe, Anyways, yeah. let's let's wrap it there.
2: I'm <laughs> so off topic there. That was like. <laughs> um, no, honestly, I I just want to say that I think we people more people need to see this movie. I think that you should definitely go into it open-minded. Um, I think it is a really hard movie to watch. I don't think you can like watch it without being reduced to tears. And if you are, it's a bit weird if you're not crying. <laughs> like, well, go get checked out. Maybe you're a sociopath or something. You
0: Like the Clinton <laughs> Foundation, like trafficker oh
2: god stop it
0: you're watching it angrily being like get someone at the guardian to write a hit piece on this you know
2: <laughs> maybe you have take, you've <laughs> taken notes also. yeah you're taking notes um, like
0: they're giving away our whole game here what's going on <laughs> i did
2: really i really did enjoy it like I, I enjoy is like a weird way to describe it but i and I, I found it refreshing in terms of like It's storytelling, and the fact that it took five years for the film to be released is astonishing, really. Um, So, uh, yeah, I I don't know much about Angel Studios, don't know much about the main actor or the filmmakers. You know, I don't agree with anything that they're like saying, really. You know, I'm not endorsing them at all. I'm just simply saying that this is a good movie.
0: Yeah, let's leave it at that. Yeah. So, thanks all for watching our review. (laughs) Hope you enjoyed. Please, please like, subscribe, and give us a share so we can try to grow our podcast because we've been hammered by YouTube censorship, not giving notifications out. Really our own it. audience is not even being notified anymore about videos so I'm sorry guys if you guys could please I mean, yeah, give it a like that to will do, help the algorithm I
2: would just say the best thing to do is like follow us on Twitter because when we have new podcasts we tweet it out yeah and you can obviously like connect with us and give us feedback and stuff and let us know if there's anything you want to, us to cover I mean we want I Dean, I really, really want to do a a little bit more of an upbeat film. Is there, like, a film that we can cover which isn't going to be as depressing?
0: Yeah, we haven't done Clockwork Orange.
2: Oh, yeah, that's a happy (laughs) film. I forgot (laughs) about that. Let's do Clockwork Orange next. A cheery (laughs) film that is Clockwork Orange.
0: (sighs) Alright. We'll be back soon, everybody. Don't worry. Bye out there. Oh, wait. We could do...
2: Oh. Uh, What was
0: that space movie in 1992 that came out?
2: 1992?
0: Yeah, there's one space film that came out in 1992. In fact, Google that. Space film that came
1: out in 1992. (laughs) With that, goodbye, everybody. Oh, gee.